0: welcome to the gospel of grace podcast a communication designed to qualify people into the unmerited and unearned favor of god revealing grace empowering transformation and now today's message a special greetings to you in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ i just want to take this time just to welcome you to today's episode as we continue to search the scriptures in order to find the mind of God pertaining to this season. We are in a season of transformation, a season of developing into the image of Christ. We are in a season of transformation, a season of developing into the image of Christ. And in the last few episodes, we were looking at the key questions key questions to ask these are the questions that will help us to understand this season these are the questions that will help us to come to an understanding and to connect with this season of transformation and the first question that we looked at is the question which says why transformation why transformation we are to be transformed into the image of god for the purpose number one of relationship it is only when we are changed it is only when we are transformed into the image of christ that we're able to relate with god that we're able to enter into a relationship with him so the chief goal of transformation in this season is for relationship to be able to relate with God. Number two, it is for the purpose of a representation. It is only when we are developing into the image of Christ that we are able to represent him. It is the image of God upon our lives that gives us the ability to represent him on earth. In the book of Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve, he created them in his very own image in order for them to represent him on earth. In order for him to represent them, to represent heaven in the Garden of Eden. So it is to us also, who are the new creation in Christ, in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, that we are to be transformed into the image of Christ for the purpose of representation, so that we are able to represent Christ on earth. Number three, the purpose of transformation is for manifestation for us to exercise god's power on earth is the image of god is the nature of christ in us is the character of christ in us that gives us the ability to exercise his power on earth in the old testament in the book of genesis this is what is called the dominion mandate is the dominion mandate you hear the scripture saying and then god said let us make men in our very own image let them have dominion, let them have rulership over the birds of the air, over the fish of the sea, and over every creeping thing on the ground. So, the purpose of, manif- of transformation is to be able to manifest the power of God on earth. Number four, transformation is for the purpose of reproduction. We can only produce after our own kind that's that's a biblical principle. So when we carry the image of God on us, we're able to reproduce a people that have got the image of God. In other words, this this is where I believe the great commission begins from. The ability to, to reproduce, the ability to witness and 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 bring people to Christ and have people who are like Christ, people who are like us. And then the second question that we looked at after we looked at the first one which is why transformation. The second question was how are we transformed? How are we transformed? It was a look at how does transformation takes place. 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter number three, 18. Beholding the glory of Christ, we are being transformed into his image from glory to glory by his spirit other virgins. they say contemplating the glory of the lord we are being transformed into the image of christ from glory to glory by his spirit contemplating is defined as um, to look at something thoughtfully for a long period of time and other related words are meditating Uh, to ponder or to think over these are the some these are some words that are connected to the word contemplating they carry the same meaning so we are transformed by contemplating the glory of the lord the glory of christ we are transformed by beholding the glory of christ and i think a beautiful picture story that is in the book of um, exodus chapter number 33 is the story of moses Moses puts a request before God and he says to him, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And God in his grace, he revealed his glory to Moses on the mountain. He revealed his glory to Moses on the mountain. But the part that I like is when Moses was coming down the mountain, the Bible says his face was shining with the glory of God. His face was shining with the glory of God. Where did he get this kind of a face? By beholding the glory of the Lord. This was in answer to his request. Show me your glory. And when he was coming down the mountain, the Bible says Aaron and the elders, they saw him coming down. And when they went to greet him and to welcome him, they saw that his face was shining and they were even afraid to look at him they were even afraid to come closer to him such that they had to put a veil on his face why because his face was shining with the glory of god so we are transformed by beholding the glory of the lord now one of the scriptures we looked at last week was second corinthians chapter number 4 verse number 4 which helps us to uh to to get a more understanding of how we are transformed second corinthians chapter number four verse number four it says the god of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers the god of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel so that they cannot see the light of the gospel which displays the glory of christ Who is the image of God? Who is the image of God? Now, this portion of the scripture, it introduces to us a key aspect of transformation, which is the gospel. Which is the gospel. The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see, what? The light of the gospel. What does it do? The light of the gospel, it displays it reflects the glory of christ who is the image of god now the gospel is defined as the good news concerning jesus christ that is a simple definition of the gospel within the context of the scripture the gospel is the good news concerning jesus christ so anything that does not concern jesus christ is not the good news because the confinement of the good news of the gospel is the good news concerning jesus christ now second corinthians chapter number four verse number four it indicates a direct connection between the glory of christ and the gospel there's a direct connection between the glory and the gospel such that paul says The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel which displays the glory of Christ. The light of the gospel which displays the glory of Christ. So in other words, the gospel is like a mirror. It reflects the glory of the Lord. It reflects the glory of Christ. It mirrors the glory of Christ. And remember, how are we transformed? we are transformed by beholding the glory of the lord by beholding the glory of the lord we are being transformed into his image from glory to glory from one degree to another degree now a summary of the gospel is found in 1 timothy chapter number 1 verse 15 which says here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance Christ came into the world to serve sinners. That is the gospel. Christ came into the world to serve the world, to serve sinners. Now, this brings us to the third question, which is the last question that we want to ask to help us to understand this season. And the question says, what transforms us? And this is the title of my sharing today. What transforms us? what transforms us now remember the connection between the glory of christ and the gospel of christ now let's look at colossians chapter number one verse number six colossians chapter number one verse number six this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world it is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace the part that i like so much is the is the the first part of it which says this same good news in other words this same gospel that came to you is going out all over the world it is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives it's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives So, in other words, we are transformed by the gospel. We are changed by the gospel. And we are to be changed by the gospel, the good news concerning Jesus Christ. We are to be changed by what Jesus Christ came to accomplish here on earth. One key statement you must not forget from this episode, one key question you must not forget from today, says... You are not meant to be transformed by bad news, but by good news. You are not meant to be transformed by bad news, but by good news. In other words, we counteract bad news with good news. Do you know that in life, for every bad news, there is a corresponding good news to counteract that bad news, to fight that bad news? That's why when you look in the book of Luke, chapter number 4, verse number 18, Jesus opens his mouth and he says, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to open the eyes of the blind, to set the captives free, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, what good news does a blind man want? What good news does a blind man want? He wants sight. He wants to see. And Christ is saying, God, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news. So it's the good news that is able to transform or to change a blind man from being blind to becoming someone who is able to see, to be able to connect with the reality. Is the good news that sets the captives free. That liberates someone who is behind the bars, who is in the prison of sin, is the good news. And I'm saying to you, you are not meant to be transformed by bad news, but by good news. Unfortunately, the world that we're living in is a world that is filled with so much bad news. Just looking at the teller, it's bad news after bad news. And unfortunately, Many people are being transformed, are being changed by bad news that is surrounding us everywhere. One phone call from those who are close to us, it, it can change our day, it can change our week, it can change our whole month, it can change our whole year. In some cases, it's actually changing our entire lives. But I want to rest assure you today, based on the scripture, that we counteract bad news with good news. And good news refers to the gospel, and it's the gospel concerning Jesus Christ. Now, if the gospel is able to change our lives, what is it that is in the gospel that gives us the ability to change lives? Romans chapter number one, sixteen. Romans chapter number one, verse sixteen. The scripture says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God. For it is the power of God. For it is the power of God. I'll repeat that again. For it is the power of God. Now, power in the New Testament is presented in two contexts. It's either power is referring to permission. It's referring to permission or authority. The other context is power is referring to ability, referring to ability. I will illustrate this. For someone to be able to drive a car, there are two dimensions of power that you need. Number one, you need the permission. And then the second dimension, you need the ability. The permission, it is what the local government will give you. And then the second one is the ability, you being able to go behind the steering. Now, when the Bible says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. That word power there is talking of ability. So, what is it that is in the gospel that enables it to change lives? It is the power of God. It is the ability of God. The ability of God is equals the gospel. That's why it's able to change lives. But what I like about the gospel is that the gospel does not just change behavior, it changes our lives. In other words, it changes the core of us, the real us. It changes our beliefs. Then our behavior changes thereafter as a fruit. Um, Colossians chapter number one, verse six says, It's the same gospel. It's the same gospel. The same gospel that changed a woman who was caught in adultery is the same gospel that is changing us today. The same gospel that rescued that thief who was on the cross is the same gospel that is intended, that God purposed to change your life. Now, you will discover in the scripture that those who were changed by the gospel they were changed because they placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Those who were changed by the gospel, it happened so because they placed their faith in Jesus Christ. So the gospel ought to be your source of faith. The good news concerning Jesus Christ, it ought to be the source of your faith. The gospel is the source of faith because it reveals the faithfulness of God. I'll repeat that. The gospel is the source of faith because it reveals the faithfulness of God. Faithfulness is doing what one promised to do or what one was asked to do. That's faithfulness. That's faithfulness. Now, looking at that from that perspective, Let's look at Romans chapter number chapter number 1, verse number 1. Romans chapter number 1, verse number 1. Paul says, Paul, I, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel, separated for the gospel of God, for the good news of God, the gospel he promised beforehand, the gospel that he promised beforehand remember i said faithfulness or being faithful it is doing what one promised to do or what one has been asked to do and here paul is saying the gospel is what god promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures regarding his son concerning his son so the gospel is a promise The nature of the gospel is that the gospel is a promise. Now, if it's a promise, there must be a promise giver. And the promise giver is God himself. And what tells me that God is faithful is that God does fulfill his promises. God is not a man that he should lie. No son of man that he should change his word. God is faithful at any given time. Whenever God gives a promise, God honors his word. Why? Because he is faithful. Now, the gospel is a promise, and it's a promise fulfilled. So, when you are looking at the gospel, we are not talking about God promising to do something in your life. The gospel is more than a promise. It's a promise fulfilled. It's something that God has promised and accomplished and fulfilled. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 20, it says, For no matter how many promises God has given, they are all answered in Christ Jesus. They are a yes in Christ Jesus. They are answered in Christ Jesus. And thereby we say amen. We respond by saying amen. We respond by saying, Let it be so. We concerned, we experience the fulfilled promise by coming into agreement with what God has already done. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying those who were changed by the gospel, it was so because they placed their faith in Jesus Christ. That's why when you look in the gospels, most of the miracles Jesus Christ performed, they were connected to faith. Your faith has made you whole. God, your faith has healed you. I've never seen such great faith. Why? Because that is how we respond to the gospel. So we are transformed by the gospel. But it requires us or for us to be able to experience the manifestation of that transformation. There is need for us to place our faith in Jesus Christ. We respond to the gospel by faith. Faith is positively responding to what God has already done. Faith is positively responding to what God has already done. It is not responding to what God is promising to do, but it is responding to what God has already done. Why? Because every promise God has given us, He has already fulfilled it in Jesus Christ. So when you are coming to God, you are coming to a God who is faithful. He has already promised and what he promised he fulfilled. So that brings us to a season of transformation. This becomes a season of experiencing what God has already accomplished for us in Christ Jesus. It's a season for us to experience what God has already fulfilled for us in Christ Jesus. What is it that he promised and accomplished? He promised eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have eternal life. So from the very moment that you accept Christ as your personal savior, you believe in him, eternal life comes straight away. You don't receive eternal life at a later stage, but you receive eternal life there and there. Why? Because the gospel is a promise. He promised to bless us. It's a promise that he has already fulfilled in the cross. That's why Ephesians, Paul is able to say, for we are blessed with every spiritual blessings in Christ. Why? Because it's a promise that he has already fulfilled. He promised to heal us. He promised to heal us. He promised to heal us. And that's why the scripture says, by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. It's, it's a promise that he gave and he fulfilled. He promised deliverance. He promised to save us from the kingdom of darkness. This is something that he has already done. And that's the beauty of the gospel. He promised security and safety to us. It's the gospel that he promised and fulfilled. And the fulfillment is in Christ Jesus. The fulfillment is in Christ Jesus so by looking into the gospel we must have faith in the faithful God so by looking into the gospel by beholding the glory of God of Christ as displayed in the gospel we must place our faith in the God who is faithful so what will be your response what is your response today Colossians chapter number 1 verse number 6 that we read earlier on, it gives us um, some clues. It gives us some direction as to how we ought to respond. The scripture says, this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard. From the day you first heard and understood the truth about god's wonderful grace so two things that are very important to our response number one is hearing is hearing is hearing it is very important to hear the gospel it is important for us to train our ears to listen to or to hear the gospel romans chapter number 10 verse 17 faith comes by hearing and it is hearing the word of christ or the message of christ And the message of Christ is the gospel, the good news concerning Jesus Christ. So that ought to be our response. Why? Because it's the gospel that transforms us. So our response is very, very important. It's critical. And our first response is hearing the gospel. It's important for us to expose ourselves to environments that preach Jesus Christ, that proclaims Jesus Christ. Number two is understanding the gospel or understanding the truth of the wonderful grace of God. Understanding to make a connection, to make ends meet, to fully understand the gospel. It's important. As a matter of fact, we need to pray for the spirit of understanding. We need to pray to God for him to open the eyes of our minds so that we are able to understand the gospel. I'm reminded of a men who were going to Emmaus, they walked with christ on the road and he opened the scriptures beginning with moses to the prophets to the psalms he explained everything about himself but because their minds were closed they could not understand until that time when christ prayed and he opened their eyes he opened their minds to understand and they realized that they were actually walking with the risen christ so it's important for us to pray for the spirit of understanding. That we are able to come to a place where we connect with the good news concerning Jesus Christ because it is the gospel that transforms us. Paul says it is understanding the grace, the wonderful, the truth of the wonderful grace of God. Paul interchangeably uses the word gospel and the word grace, they all refer to the same thing, they're all talking. Of the same person jesus the christ that's why in galatians chapter number one verse five paul says i'm quite amazed that you have since moved from the grace of god to another gospel i'm quite amazed that you have since moved from the grace of god to another gospel in other words he's using the word gospel and the word of, and, and and the word grace interchangeably all speaking of the same thing so what is it that transforms us we are transformed by the gospel. We are transformed by the gospel. And the gospel is the good news concerning Jesus Christ. The gospel is the good news concerning Jesus Christ. There is no good news in this world outside Jesus Christ. There is no good news in this world outside Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our good news. Jesus Christ is your good news so make it a point in life to expose yourself and to surround yourself in environments where the grace of christ is preached make it a point to surround yourself in environments where the gospel is, pro- is proclaimed make it a point even when you are driving in your car expose yourself to the teachings of the gospel concerning jesus christ why it is the gospel that transforms us It is the gospel that transforms us. Colossians chapter number one, verse number six. Colossians chapter number one, verse number six. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. May God richly bless you as we continue to search the mind of God pertaining this season of transformation, a season of developing into the image of Christ. May heaven keep smiling at you until we connect again next Friday. God bless. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Gospel of Grace podcast. To interact with Pastor Daniel Manyanga, we would like to encourage you to visit afmimiltonkeens.org or you can also follow him on Facebook, Twitter, and This is the Gospel of Grace podcast, revealing grace, empowering transformation. Proudly brought to you by partners of Ebenezer Fellowship, AFM-IS.